You're listening to another episode of Amy and Sarah Search for the One. Each week, we watch rom-coms and talk about why we love them. you that you're it tells me that you're recording so we're keeping it kosher (laughs) no surprises here this is not like undercover reporting (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um cool so here we are not together but still together (laughs) talking about rom-coms i'm sarah i'm amy and we're going to spend this next hour talking about one of our favorite rom-coms that we will reveal in just a second. We are going to get together and talk about a bunch of different rom-coms over the course of this podcast. There are hundreds and hundreds of rom-coms. So thousands. thousands. <laughs> you're probably right. There's probably more like thousands. Mm-hmm. There's also ones in like different languages too. <laughs> Thinking or different cultures or like different like worldviews, and there's probably a lot like we've never heard of, like indie ones. That's true, and like they've been around, I would say for probably like a hundred years. The rom com is well established. Yeah, I agree, and it's established for a reason because it's a classic. It's perfect. How would you define a rom com? Like, what is it? <laughs> How do you know when you're seeing a rom-com? <laughs> That's actually interesting because I was thinking about that while we were trying to think of, like, the our list for the first this first podcast. I was like, what is, like, what's a ro- romantic movie versus, like, a rom-com versus a comedy? Like, where's that line? So, for me, I thought about it, like, if it was, like, kind of, like, had a romance, like, romance was, like, a key part of the movie – but it also had, like, some, like, comedy elements. It wasn't just, like, it was kind of, like, a blending of both. Yeah, it's not, like, oh, God, like, my mind instantly goes to, like, a walk to remember or something where it's just, like, so Flash. dramatic and so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that's just, yeah, so like, or I was thinking of, like, Love and Basketball, which is, like, one of my favorite movies, but that's more like a romance and less of like a comedy, right? I think, yeah, I think there needs to be like silliness, some zaniness. I think you get extra points if there's singing in a rom com. There's usually dancing of some kind <laughs> for some <laughs> random reason. That's a distraction. <laughs> but that is a type of, there are a lot of like silly, like zany rom coms. Although I feel like they do that because they're targeted towards women and we're so, like, zany. <laughs> but, true. And that's what we are. We're Most of most women are just silly and zany. <laughs> we're just walking through the world, singing our songs, <laughs> dancing our dances, and falling in love with any guy that crosses our path. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's how I would describe myself. <laughs> 
we're usually like super klutzy too. That's the thing in most rom-coms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking about some rom-coms that they like paint people as like really klutzy when I'm like, really? You're just like a human. Like most people trip a lot of times in their life. <laughs> like you're just like capturing one aspect of them, you know? Yeah, but it makes for great, just great movies. <laughs> love I love when people just like bump into each other <laughs> literally just like smack each other but like that but then you think in your real life like I just feel like I'm like I'm hardly ever in that big of a daze when I'm walking around like I'm trying really hard not to walk into anyone like anywhere anywhere and nowadays especially that's like very much on your mind <laughs> like you're like stay like 80 feet from me like I don't want to I don't want to walk on a street anywhere with anyone. <laughs> so that's true. Gone are those days of meet cutes where you bump into someone because now you're like, I have my mask on and I am my, <laughs> I know where six feet is. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people say rom coms are like fantasies or like almost science fiction, and now it definitely really does feel like that. Do you, would you say they're kind of like fantasized? Well, of course, because they're like they're telling they like they're selling you a story about love. Yeah, like and love is like. Oh, it's like complicated and stressful. It's not, it's not just like you know, easy breezy, beautiful kind of every all the time. Um, and they're all you know they're playing things just like crafting a story. You're kind of like playing elements up so that people can you know have more force interactions. That's true. Should we should we talk about art? our forced interactions when we first met each other <laughs> we can describe it that way our meet cute um <laughs> our, I think our meet cute involved like just being nerds really I mean oh, like sure. <laughs> because um because we we both we met in a like upright citizens brigade UCB if you're cool um <laughs> in, like improv class I think it was like was it 201 I think so, which, like, if anyone knows UCB, (laughs) 201 is the second level. (laughs) And, um, but, like, Sarah and I both would, like, get there really early. Like, I was driving from, like, the other side of the world to get there. So, like, I had, like, this huge drive that always made me get there early. And you were just... I don't know what you were doing, but you you would just get, like, you told me once that you had a fear of, like, being late, so you would get there, like, early. I do. I do like to get places early. I might have been working on the west side at that point. I can't remember, which, like, anyone from L.A., west side to, like, you know, near Little Armenia could take an hour who knows (laughs) yeah so you would just be there early like usually writing in your notebook and just like sitting and the room would be like dark because like it would it was like sensor light so sometimes I'd come in thinking I'm the first person there and then Sarah would be like writing in like the corner like in the darkened room I was like are you okay like do you need a minute (laughs) yeah those those improv rooms and I think I'm assuming it's like that anywhere you go to take like an improv or acting class it's like no windows tall just small just like 
bland walls and you feel like you're in like this prison or like an asylum <laughs> and like I I think you and I connected in a very <laughs> just like disturbing place <laughs> yes but it took us to like our very almost our last class to be like let's just see each other after this is done like, mm-hmm. like let's do something besides this <laughs> um it's almost like a romantic comedy where it's like till you gotta wait till the end <laughs> to get together and we were the same way yeah the build-up and then it was like okay now we have to like make a move because <laughs> the class is over um yeah I mean it, to be honest like when I got to class early like I would do things like go sit in the lobby and like they had like little bookshelves with all like comedy books and I'd go like peruse them and try to look cool and like <laughs> and do other stuff like that or I'd go to the cafe and like get a very like expensive coffee and think about getting a pastry but they were all like vegan and full of crap I hate <laughs> I'd try to look cool in that and like the inner sanctum area not me nope just in the corner just pensively writing and thinking (laughs) opposites opposites together (laughs) but you had that in common with our instructor who would like write notes throughout class and then like throw them away after and I I was like what is he writing I was obsessed with it he was probably just writing like I hate being here <laughs> like over and over and over again. He was like, these idiots don't know comedy. <laughs> like these dumb dummies. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, whatever. The point is we formed a, a good friendship from this and we've spanned like through when I moved for back from LA to DC we're still cool friends. And then you moved from LA to Philly-ish area. I don't know where you want to say you're from. And then yeah, like really works. <laughs> we're still friends and all this travel. So our meet cute was successful. Yeah. Our friendship has spanned thousands and thousands of miles. <laughs> <laughs> That's We've our, gone the distance. <laughs> a romantic way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> yes no one no one can see the hand hearts we've made to each other but we've made them right now <laughs> but I, I think they can feel them I mean, even if they can't see them there's a, a lot of love here yeah hopefully people can like sense the love going on over this audio platform <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just gonna throw this in the trash like our instructor was at the end of the day <laughs> one will ever know um cool well I guess we should talk about what we're focusing on for this episode we decided to start off with something a little steamy (laughs) we started we thought we'd start with um thinking about the best kiss in a rom-com and I don't know about Sarah like but this was like hard it was hard work I had to watch a lot of weird movies my boyfriend had a lot of like thoughts about why I was like watch re-watching kissing a lot like just like in the middle of the day I'm just like 
re- like really getting close to the TV with a notepad, like looking at these kisses like again and again. But it was quality research that I felt had to be done. Um, and so like we just started with our, I mean, I started thinking about like my favorite kisses that like, I, as I would tell Sarah, like I think of that as like the ones where I'm going to rewind to watch it again because it was so good. And if especially sometimes I'll rewind like five or six times to watch it again, <laughs> again and again. Oh yeah. Like you want it like imprinted on your mind so that when you like go to sleep later, it's like fresh. Like you just close your eyes and you can see it, the full scene. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah. It's like those moments that really stick out in the movie yeah. with yeah. a kiss. Yes. Like you talked about, we talked about it like being the, in romantic comedies, like the kiss is like the climax of the movie at different points. Like, whereas like in an action film, it'd be like a car blowing up Mm -hmm. and in like romance, romantic comedies and romances, it's like usually like a kiss. Cause the rest of like before the kiss, it's like you're on the edge of your seat and you're just like, when are they going to lock (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then once they do, you're like, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like that, the whole buildup. Like, you're watching and you're like, oh, yeah, something's about to go down. I'm mm-hmm. ready for it. And then, like, it happens and you're like, hell yeah, we did it. <laughs> I think it's like a runner's high for me. Like, <laughs> the rom-com kisses. <laughs> I'm like, the serotonin release. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got it. <laughs> because I feel like your body just like clenches up until it happens and you're like ah <laughs> literally we're, we're not going to share it yet but the movie we picked I wrote down in my notes like my heart was in my throat the whole time that I was waiting for that damn kiss like <laughs> yeah our, our pick for best kiss I think I've seen it at least like 50 times the movie itself and then that scene Probably like a hundred. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if we were watching them on DVDs, like I think this is like a burn the hole in the DVD equivalent of it. Like where you would like would ruin like did you ever ruin like a CD from listening to it too much? Uh huh. <laughs> I ruined one of my Matchbox Twenty CDs <laughs> from listening to it too much, <laughs> and I feel like this. I mean, now we're all streaming everything, so I can't really ruin things that way. But it does show, like, that kind of love where you destroy it a little bit. But You just love it so much. <laughs> it could be, like, a toxic relationship, I guess. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of, like, what sociopaths use to describe, like, the reasoning behind what they're doing. They're like, I love it so much. I had to kill it. <laughs> I kind of comfortable with that reenactment in my head that's why I got quiet (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I I wonder what your boyfriend will say once he hears this (laughs) (laughs) he'd probably be fine with that (laughs) an intense kind of guy yeah I watching and like researching for me I'm single and I'm just like, oh, I miss the touch of someone else so much. <laughs> so it was not, not hard for me. <laughs> it was very easy to consume and research all these clips. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it is different, like, being a single viewer versus, like, a a relationship viewer. That's probably, is it? I mean, don't get me wrong. I rewound that again and again and again. And our runner-up one, I've already told my boyfriend I want him to reenact that <laughs> with me. <laughs> so I made him, literally, he was in the middle of toasting bread and I called him over and he like stopped before he buttered it, which I did judge him for because I would have buttered it first and then came over. But he came over to watch the last kiss with me. <laughs> That's how you know you you have a good one though. Yeah, that is a good one. I, I would not do the same for him, to be honest. I would have buttered my bread and been like, paused it. We're not watching live TV. Like, pause it. <laughs> but... I think also says that something about our dynamic that it's for a different kind of podcast. <laughs> that can be like a bread podcast or something that maybe you do with your boyfriend. <laughs> this is my time, Amy. <laughs> this is my time with you. <laughs> um, do you want to talk anything more about the criteria about what we talked about or what we? Yeah, what we just I think for like when we were looking at best kisses I feel like we approached it differently like we did end up like coming to a consensus but I feel like we did kind of like have different criteria and like kisses in rom-coms there are so many that are so good because they're so different like different things kind of like make the kiss so good Mm -hmm. so I know when I was looking at some of the clips like I focused I think a lot on like the characters and like how much of a fantasy it was so a lot of it like I had a lot that were like in the rain like very cliche (laughs) (laughs) or like some weather element where it's like snowing maybe that's a that's a spoiler for one of them (laughs) (laughs) yes um and I guess I went for more like for me, it was more of, like, the passion of the moment. Like, I liked moments that were kind of, like, yeah, we did it. Like, we kind of, like, grabbed them and did it. (laughs) And also more, like, I did try to do, like, some thinking about, like, how much, like, like, would I want to be having this kiss? Like, thinking about that or thinking about the, the, the way their, like, lips, like, connect it. And, I mean, I'm calling it science, but I feel like I was, like, you know, really just like, just giving me an excuse to be creepy and watch people kiss a lot. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking though, that you, you took a very like anatomy type approach to it. <laughs> well, I'm a science person. <laughs> so I just thought of, I mean, I also researched like, like rom-coms that were on like best kiss lists, like a lot of places like make best kiss lists for like around valentine's day and so i was trying to find like i was scouring like different times different years like maybe there's been a best kiss of the 80s or something but that's true because like you look at different movies and like if they were made like 50 years ago the kiss is very different than the kiss today yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was usually like closed mouth or maybe like slightly open. Now sometimes you see just like tongue, like fully, you fully see someone's tongue going to someone else's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you, may, you can't see Sarah, but she made like a rapture kind of like grab. <laughs> my 
Just yeah, my hand <laughs> went like out of my tongue as an extension, like out of my mouth. <laughs> I felt like a slithering kind of moment, like just coming for you. Um, yeah, also especially because a lot of like old rom coms, like the kiss is like the very last thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Some of the current ones are kind of like that, but like it's the whole movie is like sexual innuendos and like build up, and then it's like. Ooh, if you kiss a guy, you're married now. <laughs> so, like, that's, your whole life is about to change. You have to get married. <laughs> I'm like, nowadays, you can kiss many men and not yeah. marry them. <laughs> so, it's, it's a good world. It is. We're, li- we're just living in a wonderful time. <laughs> I mean, not currently, but, like, not, like yeah. <laughs> in life. Yeah, this is kind of a good time to be a woman in some ways. Or kisses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, should we talk should we talk first about the one that didn't make it? Yeah, so let's there's one that we really agreed on that was like a close second. Yeah. So do you wanna reveal it or should I reveal you it? You can reveal it. Okay. So our close, close second choice was the kiss between <laughs> um, Bridget Jones and her suitor, Darcy, <laughs> yeah. in Bridget Jones' Diary. <laughs> <laughs> the original. <laughs> the first one. The very first one. And their kiss in the snow, as Sarah said about the weather, um the snow like her leopard panties her like like blue tank top and like a clover. she's like half naked yeah sprinting outside when it's snowing out mess why would you even love that girl she's a mess and Darcy just ran off and left her and like she's about to have a happy ending and she missed it and then he's just there in the snow and that giant overcoat. I have to buy my boyfriend a giant overcoat like that. <laughs> and, and just like wraps everything around her. And also the dialogue, like when she's like, oh, nice boys don't kiss like that. And he's like, yes, they effing do. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it is, it's like the reverse of expectations, definitely, at the end. Because you're just like, oh, no, she's messed up again. She's lost him again. And then, no, it's just like, he went out to go get her something. And everything's fine. (laughs) Everything's totally fine. The music. That song is starting like someone exactly like you or whatever, which is called mm-hmm. how he said he loved her just for being herself. And then that song plays and your like heart is just full of warmth and they keep kissing and like, you know, if this was real life, I'd be like, oh, I hate the snow. I don't want to be out here. <laughs> Get me inside. Like I'm such a crockety person. <laughs> She's like, Everything is disregarded. There's, like, two old ladies who are, like, staring at them and being, like, oh, my heavens. Like, woo. <laughs> I, yeah, I I had, like, one of my elements was that it was in, like, 
a, like an empty street or like outside or like maybe in a crowd of people for some reason like that just like brings up the element of the kiss when it's like surrounded by like other people <laughs> um I know one of my other picks was Silver Linings playbook which is a little similar because he runs after her in that movie. Bradley Cooper runs after Jennifer Lawrence. And then they're in the middle of like an abandoned part of Philadelphia. And they kiss. So kind of similar. You know, I never saw that movie. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. I don't think you really ruined it. But um, I haven't seen that movie. What we'll have to review it in a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> One of my other contenders was Clueless, which ugh, I have to rewatch now because I like want to see the whole thing. But I did just watch the moment where Cher and Josh kiss, and it's like, oh man, that brings me back to like waiting for that moment. The whole movie, you're like waiting for that moment, and when he starts dating like Ty, you're like, oh man, it's never gonna come. Because <laughs> like, Cher was like, I'm a loyal friend, like I'm not gonna date. Someone my friend dated. And then the very end, oh, when they kiss, and he, like, grabs her, like, silken hair. And you're like, yes, please. That's yeah, I mean, that's... The, like, part where you, like, lean in your seat, and you're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's similar to Bridget Jones' Diary, since it is, like, a modern adaptation of Austin. So there's similar like character archetypes because I definitely like the character feel where it's just like those two don't necessarily go together but they do <laughs> they no they do yeah it has that like like you know it's just the idea of like that people are so opposite that like they couldn't have anything in common or like each other and you're like mm-hmm. people are like way more complex than that like just because you would be your update doesn't mean you can't like someone who's not uptight. Like that kind of like makes you think that you have to always hang out with people who are just like you. Mm-hmm. One like that's not necessarily true. It's 2020, babe. Like it's true. It's true. Anyway. Like whoever you want to like. <laughs> That's your life. Just like don't be a dick. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, like, love people. <laughs> Don't be a dick and just, like, let love people. Like, take in people who are different than you. Like, like that's, that's what I want to say about that. But <laughs> And then that brings us to, after all that back and forth, and mm-hmm. Sarah and I talked about our contenders and kind of, like, we both had, um, do we both have this movie on our list? I originally did not have it on my list, but it was in my, like, back of my mind. And then Mm -hmm. you put it on your list, and I was like, oh, wait, why did I not put this on my list? Because Mm -hmm. this moment is so great, and I've seen it so many times. Maybe that's why I, like, overlooked it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I guess, like, we should announce the winner. I do feel like... At some point, I have a sound effects machine somewhere to find them. We have like a drum roll, like, <laughs> I think you should introduce it. <laughs> <laughs> and our winner for best kiss is He's Just Not That Into You. Ah! 
<laughs> I like that it's like a winner because it's like he doesn't like you is the title. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the wrong guy. <laughs> like that's why I won. <laughs> that's it. Like uh, that is what I was explaining to my boyfriend. I was like, there are some things that guys think are true about women but aren't true. But like we do love a dick. So like we do like a guy who's kind of a jerk sometimes like that holds up. <laughs> so do. Yeah. And the, the kiss in particular for this one is between Justin oh, yeah. Long's character and then Jennifer Goodwin's character. So it's Alex and Gigi in the movie. I, that I really like that. He pronounces her name in the movie, like French ish. Like it will be like Gigi. Like he always says it like, very, like from the get go, that's what I noticed when I was rewatching it the other night. Yeah. I was, everyone else was like Gigi, and he's like Gigi, Gigi. <laughs> like you tell, yeah, it's on. To go off of that, let's just say like Justin Long is great. I love Justin Long. He's such a goofball. I feel like he does fun voices in other movies, so that's maybe like why he says like Gigi. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> It's love, Sarah. That's why it's love. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he is. In this movie, he's definitely a jerk. He's he's yeah. a little bit of a jerk, especially in the beginning. He's like a man whore. Mm-hmm. That term. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're characters, because I guess we'll focus... We'll just focus on them. Should we talk about the movie just in, like, general at first? Just to, like... So talk about what it is you've never heard of it maybe because it, it i think it was like a hit movie at in some light but maybe not like everyone's seen it like bridget jones are like everyone has seen it or knows yeah it. but like he's I, this flies a little under the radar so we can talk about it in general i guess i think so i don't know why but it yeah, it is it's not usually like i think in people's like top maybe like 10 or so like favorite rom-coms it's it's one of those movies where it's a big cast and there's a bunch of different plots and they overlap, which was really popular at the time. I think like this was 2009 and it was one of the big like first ones. Mm-hmm. And then like Valentine's Day came out and New Year's Eve came out, which were not so great. <laughs> but this one was the first one of that like trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it has a bunch of big like stars in it, like Jennifer Aniston's in it, Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. um Bradley Cooper, Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson, Drew Barrymore. That's right. Yeah. Guy from Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> not the main guy, not Adrian Grenier. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Yeah, tons of people. Turtle, but the the other one. <laughs> um, yeah, and so there's all these different plots, and they like overlap because either they're like coworkers or they're friends, so they're all kind of like related in a certain way. Um, Justin Long is he plays Alex, who's a friend of a character named Connor, who. Gigi, Jennifer Goodwin's character, goes on a date with at the very beginning. So that's mm-hmm. how they're, like, connected. Can I just say that I think that one of the things that, like, makes me love this moment, this movie so much is, like, Jennifer Goodwin is, like, such a great character. Like, her character of Gigi is so great because it's, like, one, I thought thing really cool is that she's not really trying to, like, 
change herself, which like a lot of rom-coms, like the female character is like always has to like edit herself. She has to be like thinner or like more outgoing or like whatever, but she's just, just trying to like, you know, be, she's trying to find love anywhere. She's like open to anything (laughs) and she's failing a lot, but she's like very persistent in her goals And she, you know, like, she has something to learn, but it's nothing, like, that she's, like, not, like, she can be herself and find love, which is a good message for every woman. You're right. It's Because, like, most movies, rom-coms, it is, like, there's a makeover, or it's, like, you need to change somehow. And for this one, it really is just, like, she, if anything, it's maybe, like, she's a little bit, like, too much of a romantic that's the thing like every time she kind of meets someone she really hopes it could be the one and sometimes because of that she she like dives maybe too deeply at first or she's too consumed by someone else where it's like the only thing that she might want to like learn by the end is like to not be so invested (laughs) that's probably it yeah She would be an example of someone who, like, puts all her eggs in one basket. Yeah. Like, like adage. But she she kind of needs to learn to, like, chill out a little bit. Like, it's going to happen. Like, just slow your roll. Yeah. But she, she, like, calls guys, like, frequently. She will leave, like, horrible voicemails for them. She does drive-bys where she'll, like, drive by a guy's house or, like, go somewhere so she can potentially run into a guy. And it's, like... She's only maybe been on one date with him. And we've all done those things. Sure. I feel like so relatable. And also, she has two excruciating, like, moments of vulnerability and, like, really, like, putting herself out there and also, like, ultimately humiliation. And it's, like... Like, this was, like, I know it's not a heart-pumping movie, but, like, I was, like, really invested, as I always am, in this plotline and this movie. (laughs) Because she, like, first of all, humiliates herself by showing up casually to the bar that Connor hangs out at, like, hoping to run into him because he won't call her back. Oh, what a moment. Like, I've done embarrassing things like that, but, like, so have I it's like I can feel just like the cringe of it now or it's just like yeah because if you know like oh he likes to hang out at this place let me just let me just see if he's hanging out there tonight (laughs) drive by the neighborhood like step like he likes burgers from this place I also like burgers like I could just get a burger there like maybe he'll be there like we all think about those crazy, especially if you're a guy like you've had a crush on from like far away and you like just think about, you're like, even in like high school, I'm like, oh, he goes this way when he walks to music. Like I'll walk that way too. I'll just be late to science, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> like I might fall in love. <laughs> love is more important than science. Yeah. Fact. <laughs> Trademark that. That's, that's true. Um, so like that, and then that's when she meets Alex for the first time because he, this is really where the embarrassment comes from because he is 
like what the owner of the bar, like the manager of the bars. It's kind of unclear. Nothing. He seems he's got his own nice office in oh, this bar oh, and restaurant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's doing okay. And he's got a really nice apartment too. So yeah. maybe he does like own the restaurant. Yeah, they don't really say exactly which one it is, but like I feel like he kind of has some I mean he's a sweet office, so like maybe he owns it. And a great apartment, but he, yeah, like, he's just, like, t- casually at the bar and just starts chatting with her, which also, like, I feel like so many times I've gone for a drink at a bar and, like, no bartender's like, oh, are you here for a date this evening? Like, like but they're like, what do you want? That's it. So, like, I feel like maybe he feels, he, like, sees her as, like, this attractive gal at the bar, you know? Like, they kind of do make her in some ways to me feel, like, a little, like, frumpy at times, like, not, like, herself, but, like, she seems like this, like... I don't know if they were, like, typecasting as, like, a, like, untaken girl or something. Like, something about her hair, which I always feel like is a wig. <laughs> but <laughs> She's definitely, I mean, like, Jennifer Goodwin is so, like, pretty. But she's yeah. not the same as, like, a Scarlett Johansson. Like, she's not yeah. supposed to be, like, the hot one. Yeah, like, she's, like, she's a really pretty actress and, like, like really cute or whatever but like they I think they kind of like make her seem a little like even like her whole vibe is a little like kitschy mm-hmm. or, but he anyway he sees her at the bar asks her if she's there for a date which I don't have never happened to me but maybe it happens <laughs> and she embarrassingly says yes <laughs> that she's meeting someone and then happens to mention his name Connor and don't you know it like Alex knows a Connor do like <laughs> like what a world, it's the same goddamn Connor. <laughs> yeah, only in a rom-com would she, like, would this happen, basically. At, like, at that point, I would have left. I would have picked up my cellular mobile and been like, oh, the governor needs me? Oh, okay, bye. And I would have walked out the restaurant and never fallen in love. <laughs> but, but she she actually, like, doubles down. because she it. yeah. She's like, oh, wait, no, 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 I We don't have a date, but I really needed to see him. And she comes up with the most bizarre excuse of all, and that she, she needs to return a pen to him. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I feel like Alex does her wrong when he looks at the pen. He takes a second to read the pen, and it's like a dentist pen, like, office, and he's like... He, and she's like, yeah, well, like, who, who am I to say, like, what's important to him or not? And he's like, well, this isn't Connor's dentist. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> like, it turns out Alex's dad is Connor's dentist. Maybe Connor's cheating dentist. <laughs> at this restaurant and he seems kind of like he's doing a lot behind the bar he spends a lot of time talking to her it's time like why would you fact check the pen I'd be like okay we I see what you're doing you're being a lame ass like, like let me not fact check your pen story like 
<laughs> come on like that's so pathetic <laughs> but there is there's this moment where she finally is like okay that's not true and she reveals like he just hasn't called her back and she wants to know like what's going on because she thought Connor would call her back and there's a moment where they really like look at each other and they really like you can you can tell they really like see who the other person is yeah yeah I mean he does it does kind of work out because he ends up like taking I mean they obviously fall in love but he takes her under his wing and kind of like shows her that men are like dirt bags and essentially like the movie is about how men like gaslight women and they're just like he's like I'll call you and he's like oh if a guy says I'll call you he'll never call you <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh okay thank you for being clear I guess <laughs> So he, like, proceeds to tell her, like, all about the things, like, me- the lies men tell women when they'll never get back to them. And then every time she meets a guy the rest of the movie, she'll, like, kind of check in with Alex to see if this is, like, a guy who actually is interested in her or is it a guy who's just, like, blowing her off. And it's always a guy who's blowing her off. <laughs> and, uh, At least that's what Alex says he always says like no that guy doesn't like you it's like who, who's to say Alex who's that's just an interesting <laughs> thought though because yeah like she she begins to suspect that Alex might be trying to like cock block her so that he can have her and mm-hmm. and especially because Alex keeps talking about like setting her up with a friend that like never materializes and so you're so she kind of comes to this assumption that, like, he's trying to, like, purposely keep me single so that, like, him and I can be together. Which brings us to her second horribly embarrassing moment that, like, oh, God. I actually, it takes a lot for me to even watch that scene because it's so bad. I, like, want to skip it. But then I'm like, you got to watch it. It's part of their story. <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah. it's want to talk about that one? More, like, secondhand embarrassment than the first one. So, <laughs> this is, like... They, they've become, like, really good friends at this point in the movie. They've, like, they hung out. They talk to each other. They call each other, like, on the phone. And so Alex plans a party and invites Gigi because, like, he they're friends. So he invites her to this party. He says he might have single friends there for her to meet with. That's true. But then at this point, this is when Gigi realizes when he calls and invites her she realizes because she's watching a romantic comedy because she would she would be (laughs) she's watching um some kind of wonderful which is a great movie and in that movie there's like a scheme where the main like female protagonist kind of like coaches the male protagonist and they kiss each other because she's teaching him like how to kiss and stuff but it's really all a plot (laughs) so Gigi thinks okay Alex must be like he's like setting me up like he's teaching me all these things but he must be kind of like grooming me which is kind of gross to say (laughs) but Alex I mean Alex is like a a jerky character so it kind of could fit that he would be doing like sabotaging her love life basically that's what she thinks since she loves rom-coms she's like this is just like a movie clearly she reads the signs (laughs) (laughs) all 
done the signs. <laughs> yeah, we've all like overanalyzed and thought about like what someone has said to us or what someone did. How they said it or like if they used a period or not or like did it dot 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 like oh yeah. yeah. It's super relatable. I mean, we're all just trying to navigate relationships and figure out what the fuck is going on. (laughs) So Gigi goes to this party convinced that this is like the night when Alex is going to make a move. Like this is the moment that he's going to like either tell her he likes her, like kisses her or something. She's convinced. So she shows up to the party. (laughs) She's a nervous wreck. She's just like, just popping like Chex Mix like in her mouth over and over again and like talking to no one she like makes friends with these two gay guys who are there from who met actually someone else from a different plot line and they're just there like and they kind of like plant this idea in her head that she's like co-hosting yeah which is a really terrible thought and like the scariest thing for her to do at that moment (laughs) it backfires like so horribly like if she had just like stayed in the corner like it would have been bad but this makes it way worse (laughs) again she like leaned into the bad bad plot she was like be weirder let's double down on this uh yeah because alex comes up to her and says like i think he has to go make like a liquor run or an ice run or something he has to go out for a second so he's like will you you know make sure like snacks are okay replenish Mm -hmm. so she gets even more excited she's like oh so I am co-hosting this party then. <laughs> and the look on his face, he's like, uh, whatever. Like, I need to get more alcohol. Like, whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so he, he likes her, clearly. So he's not, like, doing anything. But he's just like, okay, this is a little strange that she... Because she fully throws herself in, like, making sure all of his guests and friends... Are like having a good time and comfortable. She's like, she's like, I've never been to a party where a host is like walking up to me and like handing me a fresh beer. Like I can go over and get it myself. (laughs) She's like really like handing out fresh beer. She's like thanking everyone for coming. They're like, oh, this was a great party. She's like, oh, we were just so happy to throw this party for everyone. And I'm like, wow, you really slipped the rails of delusion. Like you need a fresh beer. To pull you out of that moment. Yeah, it's so cringy. I get what she's thinking, because probably in her mind, she's like, these are all of Alex's friends. I really want them to like me, because I'm going to be his next, like, girlfriend. Like, I get what she's thinking, but, like, oh, no, Gigi. Oh, yeah. My skin is, like, crawling just thinking of the scene. And it only gets, like, way worse. She starts, like, making a dip, and then this, like, stereotypical kind of, like, hot, model-y girl, like, comes up and says, like, oh, my God, thank you so much for making that dip. (laughs) Like, and... Like she seeds, she starts to plant like seeds of doubt basically because it's a girl that starts like flirting with Alex at the party. Mm-hmm. And she is like the stereotypical like hot girl in the movie because she's like tall, blonde, like, extremely thin. And then she also loves like video games and like is such like a chill, like growl, like you know, like whatever. And, like, yeah, it ends up, like, the party's over. Gigi's cleaned the entire apartment. Alex and this, like, hot blonde are sitting on the couch playing video games. It's 3 a.m. 
it's like also Gigi, go home, like go home, girl. Like <laughs> she's totally, she's totally cock blocking. It's pretty obvious those two are probably yeah. gonna do something. And Gigi's just like, you know, it's getting pretty late. <laughs> and like, like just hanging out to the side. Yeah, she's like planting herself down. Like I'm also present. <laughs> I'm sure Alex is just like, what the fuck is she still doing here? Um, so the other girl eventually leaves because I'm sure the other girl is just like, okay, clearly, like, I'm not going to have sex with this guy tonight. <laughs> probably what she thinks. She scurries away. Gigi sits down on the couch with Alex and like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> it's just so awful. Amy is covering her face right now because it's so awful. So bad. So, <laughs> yeah, Alex is just like, you know, thanks so much for, like, cleaning up. This party was great. I think I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gigi's like, is that an invitation? Which is just like, oh, no, no. <laughs> It's very smooth of her to say that, but at yeah, the time, yeah. it's just like, don't say it. But also, she like, she like immediately is like, oh, like that sounded bad, but like, you know what I mean? I was like, it's it kind of as like, if the plot had gone the way she saw it in that moment, like, good for her. Like, she kind of really took a moment and like made an opportunity, which is what a lot of guys would have done, to be honest. <laughs> but- yeah. If they were on the same wavelength, he would have been like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. He's, he's not. So yeah. he just kind of, like, looks at her, like, what is going on? And then she fully, fully lunges the length of the couch and just plants her face on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and they start kissing. And it's like... Like, I think for a second he is into it because he's, like, kissing her back and stuff and they're kissing. But then she, like, makes the crucial, like, further, like, dig into it. And she, like, pops her head up and she's like, I knew the best relationships come from friendships. And everyone is like, whoa, girls, blow your roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he gets super freaked out because he was just like we're not in a relationship we're not dating I don't I don't know what you're doing (laughs) and she's like oh well you know we're not in a relationship yet but like I knew like you were gonna you were kind of like leading up to this moment where like this friendship would become like something more yeah and then they proceed to have a huge fight because he tells her like this whole time I've been telling you, like, don't listen to what guys say, like, just follow their actions. And he basically tells her, like, if I wanted to be with you, I would be with you. And we're not together. <laughs> and he makes the classic, like, guy move where he's like, oh, why are women so crazy? Like, women are just making all this stuff up to drive themselves wild. And, like, you ruined it all. Like, you ruined our relationship and our friendship and, like, everything's ruined. And he, like, goes to the kitchen to get a beer. And you're also, like, again, I'm, like, Gigi, leave. Like, just leave that door. Change your number and, like, just move on. (laughs) But she doesn't because she's, like, a strong, like, she's a pretty strong, like, female, like, character, you know? Like, she, she stays in that moment. She rides out. She starts a race and she finishes it, you know? So she stays in that moment and, like, basically like tells him that he has been missing out 
playing the game like he's been playing it. She's like, at least I'm trying to find love. Like, I'm way closer than you are, even though I'm, like, so far from it. Yeah, it it is really nice that she, like, stays there and sticks up for herself. Because Mm -hmm. I know, like, I'd probably just be like, oh, okay, goodbye. (laughs) Like, run away, because I'd be so embarrassed. But she realizes, she's just like... I've been taking all this advice from you and you aren't, you're not like in love either. You're, you're not good at relationships. Like you don't have anything like who's to say you're better off than I am. And she is, she's hopeful. She's like, you're jaded, but at least I will eventually maybe find love. Yeah. And then she leaves. <laughs> he just like stands there. Ooh. <laughs> my smoke alarm is going off here why? I don't know why okay <laughs> there it goes okay <laughs> my, my mom is cooking downstairs guys <laughs> that conversation was getting too steamy <laughs> oh <laughs> it's so loud I feel like it's my apartment I'm like is it us <laughs> You know, I got a smoke detector in my bedroom, just like you're supposed to. But also, yes, it was getting heated in here because they get real hot and angry at each other. Yeah. And then he just stands there, like his mouth is like open. He's like completely stunned and shocked. And like her words have really like made an impact on him. Like you don't really, you kind of like, it's not like he runs after her, but he like is kind of like, I don't think anyone has. It makes it seem like no one has ever said those things to him because he's like screwed around a lot of girls before, but like he never has had like this messy confrontation. And like he's never, he's like living his dream basically. So like no one has ever been like, you're, you know, like no one, no one has ever called him out, probably because like his best guy friend is Connor who's like completely in love with Scarlett Johansson. She has no idea that he's even there. And so like, (laughs) there's no one to like call him out on his bullshit. And so Gigi kind of does that. And is like, you know what? Your way sucks too. Like, so like, kind of like screw you. (laughs) And yeah, I think he's been like used to just like controlling women in a sense, like, because he keeps them at arm's length. So he knows to like what to expect how to like manipulate situations and like get out and she's totally saying like you're not gonna you're not gonna tell me what's wrong with me basically yeah Yeah. herself yeah I like I mean it's a good it like if you suffer through all the embarrassment of the moment if you can get through it it's like you get you're left with like Instead of her just, like, slinking away and being, like, I'm an idiot, like, you kind of, she leaves with, like, passion and power and, like, vindication. Like, I feel like she walks out that door and is, like, screw him. Like, I'm going to, like, find someone else. And, like, I'm not wasting my time with this, like, idiot anymore. And she she goes, like, she goes right out, out, out and starts dating again and, like, Bill calls her finally. Alex's imaginary friend Bill calls her and he has like a butt chin, <laughs> which is like somewhat attractive for like unknown reasons. But is it? it d- depending on like who it's the, the person that has the butt chin, it can be very cute. Yeah, it like, depends. 
he kind of has like what seems like almost I mean you don't really meet him a ton but like he seems like he has a like a lower personality but like something about his like face I would kiss it so, like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> well she is getting close to this butt chin fellow <laughs> Alex through the, the most of the rest of the movie is just fixated on Gigi like his work is affected he can't like he can't think at all he's like stumbling just like messing up stuff he leaves painful voice messages <laughs> for Gigi yes and he like checks like I mean this is like this is a moment too where you can see like the how technology has changed because he keeps like checking the, the landline of the restaurant to see if he's gotten a phone call like imagine like your your like phone your this like your cell phone wouldn't be enough for you you need to check a landline like try even locating a landline in your life nowadays <laughs> so, like he's like asking all the staff like has anyone have I gotten any phone calls like he's he's extremely like thirsty to hear from Gigi like I think he like didn't even think. Like, I think in my head, it's, like, he's realizing that his feelings have changed, but also, like, didn't realize, like, how emotionally close he had gotten to Gigi until she left and, like, stopped calling him all the time and, like, they stopped their, like, friendship and he was just, like, kind of emotionally devoid of everything. Mm-hmm. He and Gigi, like, formed this close relationship where they would call each other, it seemed like, pretty frequently. Like, they would just... I mean, he, at one point, is, like, making out with someone else, and he takes her phone call. Like, he clearly likes her a lot. And then, like, once she just fully steps away and disappears and doesn't talk to him, like, call him back, basically, he gets freaked out. And he's like, where is she? Where is she? Yeah. I think, it, like, it's kind of, like, the pivotal moment where he realizes that, like, he he feels things for her and also that like his life is like kind of meaningless because he just works all the time and then I've been like screwing people like I wouldn't say he had like a stable relationship pool at all of even just like friends like none of his good friends were even at the party Connor couldn't make it (laughs) it was like (laughs) like, where were his friends like they were all like random acquaintances or like people who probably like worked at the restaurant like that was it He probably keeps everyone, like, at an arm's distance. And then their roles definitely flip, which is nice, because he becomes so invested. Mm -hmm. And he does a drive-by to Gigi's apartment, (laughs) which is what brings us to the kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, and she just gotten back from a date with Bill. His butt chin said bye. Like, they hugged. She's wearing this really cute, like, strapless dress that, like, she's never worn in the movie. Like, she's, the, she's like, dressed really kitschy all movie long. And then now she's in this cute, like, strapless number. And I'm like, it's for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Bill says bye. And they, like, close the door. And she, like, goes into her apartment. And then the door knocks. Someone knocks on the door again. And she's like, oh, and what did you forget? And then it's... Dun dun dun, Alex. <laughs> it's that nice, like, reversal again, kind of like in Bridget Jones, where you're just like, oh, it's going to be something. And then you get like a little twist. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's Alex. And you're like, oh, this is what I really wanted. Like, yeah, yeah it would have been nice maybe if it was Butchin Guy, but this is really yeah, what I, I wanted. I think her and Butchin would have been happy. Like, to be honest, 
Like, I really do think they would have been happy. Like, there was all the signs were there. Like, she was done dating. Like, but Chin Guy appeared out of nowhere again. Like, she was, like, ready for that, like, serious relationship. And it, they would have been happy together. But, like, not the same, like, true love that her and Alex had. Like, the connection and the chemistry kind of that they had. Like, it wouldn't be the same. So, and then he, like, calls back to, like, the pen, like, he, which is just, which is good because he took, like, a terrible moment in her life and, like, brought it, like, a funny twist to it. Like, now she could tell the story with her friends and, like, not cry of embarrassment afterwards. Like, <laughs> like she, could, she could share that story and be like, oh, remember when I was single and I did the same weird thing with them then? Like, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> but I found love, so it's fine. <laughs> but he, like, he brings, like, a pen back to her. He delivers, like, a great apology where he tells her, like, I didn't realize how much I cared about you, and I've been, like, jaded for so long. And then she, like, she doesn't give in, though, right away. She really, like, pushes him to, to like, explain and say, like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if I want to deal with your drama, basically, is what she tells him. Yeah, like, yeah, I like it, too, because she makes him kind of weird about it like it's not just uh <laughs> um it's not just like oh he appears and everything's right she's like oh a wise person told me that like a guy would never do this or like a wise person told me like if a guy wanted to be with me he would be with me and like you weren't with me and he was like oh I'm here now and she's like no like I hurled my body at you and you said no and it's like, yeah, let's all remember that. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> but then it, like, ultimately, of course, he just, like, silences her by grabbing her and just kissing her. And it's like, yeah, we got that kiss. <laughs> it is so great. He does. He, like, it's one of those moments where he interrupts her as she's, like, speaking, which mm-hmm. not always the best, but in this case, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just, like, fully kiss super passionately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they get, like, wrapped up in each other, like, move their arms so they're, like, tentacly like attached to each other and they're just like kissing and kissing and kissing and you're like yes this is what we came for (laughs) it's just such a good moment so nice and then she she calls back to what he said earlier he said like women always think they're the exceptions but they're the rules like there's rules to love and they are typically just like gonna get thrown away basically mm-hmm. she they, they break apart for a second and she says like I'm the exception you know like I found someone that likes me even though maybe at the beginning he didn't <laughs> and he says like you're my exception which is which is pretty cute adorable <laughs> you're just like loving it like it's just such a good like yeah because this whole premise is that like girls are always, like, listening to the exceptions. Like, you hear someone who, like, was treated terribly by a guy, but then they fell in love, and you're like, oh, like, it does work out. And he's like, no, those are just the exceptions. Like, you're, it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> and then he's, like, her exception. And it's just such a beautiful, like, 
moment and you're just like sitting you're just leaning forward in your seat just like wanting to be in that kiss with them (laughs) it it feels like that's kind of like what you want for like love you want it to be like super special and that like you know you've never like felt that way until you met that person or you like changed and became better because of the person that you like met which is really nice yeah and also it's good because like some of the other plot lines have like like one of the other plots has like the disillusion of a a relationship so it's kind of nice like to have like you're like you know you're someone like like I'm gonna change for in some ways or like we're gonna change together to be to make it work Hmm. and actually I would have been fine if they just like ended that movie right there but like it's but this is one of the reasons also I like this movie is because they like give you like some hint about their happily ever after which oh I really love but like a lot of movies just end on that kiss and then it's like bye but it kind of like they like after the previous after the credits roll they like show you like almost like a someone's like videotaping their like what happens to the couples and you see them like at this game night and they're like, they're hosting at Alex's apartment. Now he doesn't have those like big lonely parties. He has like intimate couples over (laughs) like they're playing like some game and she guesses something wrong. And he like, he's like, he like goes like, come kiss me on the cheek. And they're so like in love and she's making the dip in that one. Like, and it's her dip. Like she's making that dip and it's all hers. (laughs) There's, there's no tall blonde to be like, oh, this needs dill. She's like, no, motherfucker. Like, this is my dip. <laughs> <laughs> they are fully, like, coupled up at the end, which is super cute. I That's, like, my, like my, the moment. They're terrible. That's them. That's, that's the best kiss. I don't... It's so, uh, it's so good. It's definitely worth watching. Super yeah. cute. You can watch Google it. it, YouTube it, if you don't want to watch the whole movie, but you should watch the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, there's some plots that are, like, really good. I mean, I also love the Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck plot is a good one. They're, like, that's another story you hear all the time, like, when your friends have been dating someone for, like, seven plus years and they still haven't gotten married. And the girl's, like, dying to get married and the guy's, like what is marriage? It's just a social construct. Do we need a piece of paper to prove our love? (laughs) And and you're like, yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) So their plot line is good too. I like, I like them. I do like them. We had already talked about, we don't like Scarlett Johansson too much in this movie or Badly Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) They yeah, they have a plot line that's like more like sensational, but it's basically Bradley Cooper cheating on his wife with Scarlett Johansson and her trying to rationalize that experience for herself. Mm-hmm. And um I like, although it's as we said earlier, like the small plot of Drew Barrymore and the other guy from Entourage <laughs> finding love very late in the movie. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, and then I guess the, the Jennifer Connelly's character, like, finds love just, like, separating from her deadbeat husband. And, like, I guess she finds, like, self-love. Per- yeah, personal love. They say that. They're, like, maybe finding yourself, finding love is, like, finding yourself, and, like, that's okay. 
And I'm like, that is okay. Like, you don't have to end up in a couple, right? <laughs> it's 2009. You don't need to go. It's true. <laughs> it's fine. The only thing I will say with this movie, and I guess maybe because it is, like, 2009 and not as recent, I wish there was some more diversity in the movie. That's okay. the one thing I will say. It's, like, pretty much... It is all white, right? I think it's, like, all white for the most part. At least the main characters definitely are. And then there's no... And it's, it's all, like, heterosexual yeah. couples that are spotlighted, yeah. too. So it'd be nice if there was, like, a little bit little bit of more inclusion in, like, what love looks like. <laughs> and typical for to the early 2000s, the diversity is, like, twofold. So there's, like two gay characters who are like the background of a couple different plot lines and like one of them I think is like African-American so it's like Mm -hmm. you kind of like they're like oh we have diversity we'll put all the diversity in one (laughs) one pool (laughs) like that's how we'll do it yeah like I guess they would I guess they probably also in the 2000s would consider it diverse because like not all the actresses are blonde so like they have that going for them (laughs) I mean, Scarlett Johansson is, like, pervy. Is that diverse? I don't know. In 2009, probably, yes. (laughs) Like, wow, we're going to really be, like, we're going to be, like, really future-thinking and, like, have Scarlett Johansson in the movie. Like, she's very round in the boob area, so that counts as an every woman. Yeah, she's not a size, like, double zero, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I don't think even any of the other like side characters actually even are like everyone their their workplaces are pretty white too yeah and it's like the, it's set in baltimore is not a white like city in baltimore <laughs> like, no, like definitely not yeah that is a very weird choice actually but especially because it was 2009 like it's not like it was like 1999 like yeah. <laughs> That seems like a weird choice, but so we'll, we'll try to cover, I guess, more. We can try to look for more inclusive ones and also call out some old ones. Not yeah. that we don't love yeah. this movie, but <laughs> I mean, it's still worth watching. There's something mm-hmm. to be universally thought about, at least for how the men behave in, in the movie, for yeah. sure. How people behave too. But yeah, that's. That was our pick. Ah, best kiss. Best kiss. Um, yeah, I definitely. That is for me definitely a rewinder one. I had just watched this movie like um like three weeks ago, just randomly because it's on. It's currently on Netflix if you want to watch it. And at the time of this recording, it is on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's still worth it to like just for their plot lines too. Like it's really, they're good. Yeah, Let's kiss everyone. Go watch. He's just not that into you. And we'll be back next episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. be talking about another rom com. Rom com, another theme. We'll be delving deep, talking, sharing our theories. Our dreams. Just more, more talk about love. Sarah's alarm will go off again. Maybe not. Who knows? Her, her hot o meter. <laughs> when it gets too steamy in here, the alarm will go off. 
I really wish that was a thing. Do we have time to make that? <laughs> this conversation is getting too steamy. We can just make our own alarm sounds right now. I'm like, <laughs> we could, we could do that. We're, we're talented in that way. So like, I guess that's it for yeah. us. And just until next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>